magnificent are your works. You have made all things in wisdom. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, you know that a man is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law shall no one be justified. But if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we ourselves were found to be sinners, is Christ then an agent of sin? Certainly not. But if I build up again those things which I tore down, then I prove myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, died to the law, that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Peace be to you, the reader. St. Mark. Let us be attentive. The Lord said, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for the sake, and my sake, and the gospel's sake, will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? For what can a man give in return for his life? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. Glory to you, 
Good morning. Imagine, imagine if you will, a child building a sandcastle by the sea. Imagine that child has worked a whole hour, which is a really long time for a little kid, a whole hour building the sandcastle. And as the castle is almost complete, the high tide comes in. Slowly the high tide gets closer and closer to the sandcastle until the child, alarmed, starts to build a little wall made of sand to keep the ocean away from the sandcastle. To us, we see the inevitable. The small wall of sand will not be able to keep the ocean away. A futile attempt by the child to prevent the inevitable. What profit could there be in building that little wall of sand to keep the ocean out? In today's gospel lesson, Christ asks us a similar question. In today's gospel lesson, we read the well-known line, for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Or as is sometimes translated, for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his own soul? In the same way, in the same way Christ might ask us today, for what does it profit a man to go to an Ivy League school and know next to nothing about God? For what does it profit a man to be surrounded by friends and family, but is not even on speaking terms with me through prayer? For what does it profit a man to have more than enough money for a comfortable retirement, but didn't save up in his heavenly bank account by giving to the poor and to the church? For what does it profit a man to go to church consistently, but doesn't follow my commandments? Didn't I say, these people draw near to me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me? For what does it profit a man? Sometimes, much that we do to supposedly make our lives better is like the child building the sand wall around the little sand castle, uselessly trying to keep the ocean's high tide back, trying to prevent or ignore the inevitable that is when we meet our maker. But you may ask, we need to do these things, don't we? We have lives to live. We have responsibilities. I would say, absolutely. We have to live our lives here on earth, but we must live them with the primary aim to prepare for the life to come. 
that always comes first. Not sports, not academics, not music, not money. Let's not build a wall of sand. We cannot keep out the ocean. We cannot avoid death. We need to prepare for the life to come, starting now. Thankfully, thankfully, God has already done most of the work. He didn't make a wall of sand in a futile attempt to block out the ocean. Instead, God took decisive action. He gave us his commandments so that we know what to do. He sent us messengers of his word, prophets and apostles, to give us his messages. He gave us an instruction book, the Bible, as our guidebook in life. He continued to give us instruction through the God-inspired fathers of the ecumenical councils of the church. He gave us his holy church, which he promised the gates of hell would not prevail against it. He died on the cross for us and annihilated death by his own death. God took decisive action to prepare us for the inevitable. But God's action is not only in the past. No, God continues to work in us, for us, and with us today. Jesus promised, I will not leave you orphans. God sent his Holy Spirit, which he promised will guide you in all truth. We have continual help from God himself, from God himself, to prepare for the life to come. But we have a choice. Will we continue to build a wall of sand, which cannot save us from the inevitable? Or will we turn again and again towards God, the only one who can save us? God offered us offered himself us himself on the cross for us he offered himself for us on the cross he has done most of the work but we must do our part let us not be distracted by our pursuits in life what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul will we continue to build a wall of sand which cannot save us from the inevitable? Or will we turn again and again towards God, the only one who can save us? The high tide will come for each of us one day. Let us keep steady focus on the central pursuit in our life, the salvation of our souls, which is the only way to be saved from the inevitable rising tide. Amen.